0: On the previous episode, episode 5, I told you I would give you some more examples of following God by His Spirit and how you recognize it is the Spirit of God. On episode 5, I took you to James chapter 3 verse 17 to show you what the wisdom of God is. You pray to God asking him to show you what to do. But then how do you recognize that what you have heard is from God when an idea comes to you? The primary ways I recognize when it's from God is, is it easy to be entreated? Is it simple? If it is extremely complex, I know it's not God. If it has any hypocrisy at all in it, I know it's not God. God's yoke is easy. God's burden is light. So if you have an idea to do something that's extremely difficult and that you can't pay for, you'd better back off and pray, for that idea is probably not from God. We have a blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortation, and I get all types of mail from men and who say they are ministers. They start out with very flowery words. At one point, I was living in Lubbock, Texas. I don't know if you've ever seen Lubbock, Texas or not, but it is anything but pretty. It's totally flat, and the dirt blows. I got an... A, email from this guy who said he was a minister and he said I'm coming to your beautiful country and I thought he's never seen this country these guys are so phony they start out with all of this thing of how wonderful you are or how wonderful your recordings are or how wonderful your emails are Your books, I write books published on Amazon. And they start out that way. And you know they they haven't read them and they don't know anything and all they want is your money. Well, they finally get to the point and they'll say things like, I'm building an orphanage and I'm building an old folks home and I'm building a school and I've got to travel all over the world and preach the gospel. Send me your money. That's what they want. I don't send money to these people because I know too much about God. Everything God has ever told me to do as a minister, there has been money there to do the work. And if the work is extremely expensive and far above my means to pay for it, I don't do it. There's one minister that sent me one of those letters and He said something like, I am believing for a hundred people to be saved. Well, that's ridiculous. God adds to the church as he chooses. We have no right to set any type of goal. I can't believe for a thousand people to hear this podcast. That's foolishness. That's secular. That's phony. That's just a work of the flesh. Anyway, this guy, he said he was going to give Bibles, free Bibles, to everyone who came to his meeting. And he wanted me to send money to pay for the Bibles. Well, I didn't send him a penny. This is a totally foolish plan. And I knew it was all of his own flesh, and he was just trying to get my money. I don't give to these people. They're extortioners. They try to twist the money out of you. These ministers who do these things. If they're building an old folks' home and if they're building a school and they're housing orphans and they're going all over the world to preach the gospel, something is really wrong. That's far too much. And I know it's all authored by their own flesh or thereby they competing with some other minister. I had a pastor once who got up in the pulpit. His name was Robert Tilton. He got up in the pulpit and he said, I've started a radio broadcast and I am going to be bigger than Kenneth Copeland. I'm going to have more stations than Kenneth Copeland. That is called emulation, which is a work of the flesh. You can read about it in Galatians chapter 5 as one of the works of the flesh. It even says in Galatians 5 that they that do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is a worldly thing. All of this competition in ministry or in your life, if you're competing at your job trying to beat out somebody while you're calling yourself a Christian, This is emulation, E-M-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. Let's look at Galatians 5 for just a moment. Start at verse 19. Galatians 5, starting at verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. By the way, witchcraft is living in superstitions. Are you living in superstitions? Are you clicking glasses together at the dinner table? That's witchcraft. Witchcraft is trying to wish somebody good luck, things like that, eating black-eyed peas at New Year's Day as they do in the United States. That's witchcraft. Don't do those things. Some people cross themselves for witchcraft. Like, I see football players do this all the time. Kickers will go out there to start to kick a field goal or an extra point, and they cross themselves. That's their good luck. That is evil. That's witchcraft. Going on with the works of the flesh, hatred, variance, Emulations, now there's the word that you want to look at for a moment. Emulations is trying to beat out another person, to try to get the best of the other person. Ministers do it all the time. I'm going to have more radio stations than so-and-so. I'm going to have more television than so-and-so. That's emulation, it's evil. The rest of this Galatians chapter 5 verse says, Emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I've told you in times past, said Paul, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the work of the flesh. I'm quoting from Galatians 5, 19 through 21. If you're driving along and you hear me speak these scriptures, don't worry if you can't write them down. You can go to our blog, and I've got every one of them written down there for you on our blog under Episode 6. Every scripture I speak today on this podcast will be on Episode 6. So, you go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. You have to put the word exhortation on it because there are several ministries named Jesus Ministries. It's Jesus Ministries Exhortations. On the right hand side of the home page, you will see podcast, recordings, and scriptures. If you tap on that link, you will go immediately to the podcast. If you go to episode 6, you can even play it on our blog. But I put every scripture on there so you could hear this podcast and you can also read the scriptures as I cite them. So all you have to do is go to Jesus Ministries Exhortation, episode 6 is what this broadcast is. So these emulations like my pastor did where he said i'm going to be bigger than kenneth copeland that's evil according to the bible what we do instead and what we should do as ministers we don't copy each other rather we hear from god what to do i'm going to talk to you about hearing from god on what to do in ministry On January the 10th, 1980, when I was asleep in the night, that very loud trumpet-like sound came to me, blowing in my ear three words very loud, loud enough to cause me to jump out of bed. I heard Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed and wrote K-W-J-S on a pad which was sitting by my bed. I didn't want to get those letters mixed up because obviously those were letters to either radio or television, call letters. I didn't know which, but I looked it up immediately and found it was a radio station. And I said to God, are you telling me? to go on radio I wouldn't know how to do that and I said I'm a writer not a speaker it's like Moses are you telling me to go speak to Pharaoh who am I to go speak to Pharaoh Gideon also did that when God spoke to him but I heard exactly the call letters to the radio station and I said to God I wouldn't know how to do that. I don't know how to go on radio. A very gentle thought from the Holy Spirit came into my mind. Call the radio station manager. That same morning, I called the radio station and asked to speak to the manager. And I told him God might be showing me to go on radio. And I said, how would you do that? And he said, Make an audition tape twenty nine and a half minutes long, send it to us, and if you fit our broadcast, we will offer you a contract. As soon as I hung up the phone, I got my tape recorder and recorded a message twenty nine and a half minutes long and sent it to the radio station manager. Within five days I was broadcasting on radio station KWJS. There's kind of a humorous story in it. There's a woman in Fort Worth who listened to that radio station, and she said to God, Oh, I wish you would put a faith teacher on at this hour. Someone with real faith." So she turns on her radio every day at noontime and she turned it on that day, one of those days of that week. And here is a woman speaking and she cries out, oh no, God, not a woman. And she jumps up to get to the radio to turn it off. But before she could get there, she got interested in the message I was speaking And she sat down and listened to it and became one of my biggest fans on radio. But when God put me on radio, he put me on one station, but he told me the word Hartford and Seattle. And after one station, I'd say maybe two or three months after the first station, I decided to go on radio in Houston And then I decided later to go on radio in Oklahoma City. By the end of that first year, I was on radio from Hartford to Seattle, just like the trumpet like voice said to me, starting with KWJS. And I believe that voice was the voice of an angel of God, it was very loud. So this was my first venture or assignment in ministry, was going on radio. It was of no burden to anyone. I've never been any good at asking for offerings. I just would tell them at the end of the broadcast how they could send money if they wished to support the broadcast, and they did. And one by one, I went on these radio stations. In 2012, the year 2012, I was asleep in the night, and I had a dream. In the dream, there was a woman singing, and I said, she has a nice little voice. It's a little voice, but it's a nice little voice, and all of a sudden, I realized God was telling me to start a blog. It's a little voice. The blog's a little voice, but it is a nice little voice. We don't have to spend any money at all for the blog. So I called Pam Paget, who lived in Colorado Springs at that time. She worked for FedEx as a computer programmer and had just retired. She was in our church group, still is. I said to Pam, Pam, could you set up a blog for us? I have heard from God to set up a blog. She said, well, I don't know anything about a blog, but I probably could find out how to do it. Within three days, we had a blog and were writing on it. Since that time, we have written over 11,000 exhortations for the church. We We write new exhortations daily. You don't see repeated exhortations on our blog. You see new exhortations daily. That's Jesus Ministries' exhortations. The third thing that happened were books. And that happened in 2015. I had bought a Kindle tablet. And I couldn't use it. I got a manual, but I couldn't figure out how to make it work. I'm 82 years old, so I don't, I'm not i not the computer generation. But I just couldn't figure out how to make it work. So I would call Pam and say, how do you do such and such? And she would email me back and tell me how to do that. Well, after about 10 emails of how to use a Kindle tablet, I thought, we've got a book here we've got a book that we can do a graphically illustrated book on how to use the Kindle. And I looked it up on Amazon and found that we could publish it on Amazon. So I said to Pam, you want to write a book? I think we can write a book on this, which we did. Well, after we finished all the work on the book, Pam was still working on technical things, and I was a little bored, and I said to God, I'm a little bored now that the book is finished. And then the thought came, maybe you could do a ministry book on Amazon. And I thought, maybe I could. So I prayed about it. And I felt very strongly led to go and look about that. So I found on Amazon that they would publish the book. It cost us no money at all. And they have a worldwide distribution. So it could be published all over the world without any financial burden whatsoever to us so i began writing books and there are somewhere around 50 books right now in the ministry that i've written on amazon i'm currently working on a big assignment which is the new the old testament to write and compare Examples in the Old Testament with the New Testament. One day in, um, that happened, I believe this year, January 2020. Uh, No, excuse me, I guess it was in November of 2018, 19, 2019. I had come into my mind the word Old Testament. Read the Old Testament. I didn't do it that day, and the next day I heard, read the Old Testament, and I didn't do it that day either, because I guess it was just such a gentle thought. It took three times before I woke up, but the third time that the thought came into my mind, read the Old Testament, I said, that's the Holy Spirit speaking, These things from the Holy Spirit are so gentle that oftentimes you don't even know you've heard it. But when I woke up, I thought, that's the Holy Spirit. So I started Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 1. And I enjoyed it so much. I've always loved the Old Testament. I enjoyed it so much, and then I thought, well, I believe I should write our own church group and exhort them in this Old Testament. And then I thought, well, I believe I should put it on the blog and exhort everyone in the Old Testament. If you turn to our blog today, you will see exhortations from the Old Testament compared with the New Testament. So it is... uh, That was the Holy Spirit and following God by His Spirit. Like I said, it's so gentle that sometimes you just don't realize you've heard from god but i found that god will repeat it to me two or three times or more if i have to, if he has to and then when i pick up on it it just goes everywhere why is it so important to be sure you're going in the will of god i i wouldn't want to go anywhere or do anything without feeling I was approved by God in what I was doing. So God has given me the radio station call letters to put me on radio in 1980. In the year 2012, he gave me a dream showing me to start a blog. In the year 2015, I was led to write books and publish them on Amazon because they'll go all over the world. Then I had the word in, I think it was 2019, Old Testament. And I began to write about the Old Testament and compare it with the New Testament. There's one volume of it out there right now called um, God... In His Image, Volume 1. This is tentatively an 18-volume series, maybe more. I finished, Volume 1 is already published on Amazon, and the reason it's published is because I have heard so many times people say, Oh, my God would never do that. And I just stare at them, and I know they don't know God by the Bible they have God pictured as some kind of Santa Claus' grandfather. And that is not the way Bible pictures God. So I decided that I was supposed to write a book about this. And then when I wrote one volume, I realized Moses is going to take at least two volumes, so I wrote that. And right now Pam is getting it ready to publish technically Um, On Amazon, the second volume, we already have the first volume out there. If you want to see it, go to my name, which is Joan Boney, B-O-N-E-Y, J-O-A-N, B-O-N-E-Y. And you can see the first volume available on that volume, God in His Image. We keep that price really low. On ebook it's 99 cents in the United States. I think they charge a little more overseas. If you want it in paperback, we also have it in paperback. But the paperback is more expensive, of course, because it Amazon has to print it on paper. And they set the price. I have nothing to do with pricing of books. I think it's 9.99 on in the United States on paperback, but I know it'll be more in other places because they also have to mail it. But you can look that up. It's on Amazon worldwide. Anyway, I started writing books because of that. I wrote Old Testament books and am writing Old Testament books because of that. Then the third thing that happened, and this happened in January 2020, Pam Paget who does all my technical work had a word from God she woke up one morning with the word podcast i had no idea what a podcast was pam told me about 2 days after she received that word what she'd heard we began to look into podcast and basically i could see it was sort of like a verbal blog It was much less expensive to do a podcast than a radio broadcast. There's some expense involved in it, but not much. So we bought the equipment, the microphone, the recorder, the microphone stand, for me to start doing these podcasts. I was a little afraid. I did a lot of radio work from 1980 to 1984, But I'm 82 years old now, and I knew my voice wasn't as good, and it was frightening to me. But if that word is from God, won't he help me with my voice? I had to reason that he would. So by faith, we started out in these podcasts. And that's what you're hearing today. So did what I have done, was I led by God to do it? I don't think any of us can deny that I'm led by God in what I'm doing. Why is that so important? Two reasons. One is God knows what's in the future. You could go and ask your husband, your wife, your neighbors, your pastor what to do, and every one of them might tell you the wrong thing. Why? Because they cannot see the future. God can. So it's so important that you be led by God in what you do. The second reason it's important that you be led by God in what you do, Jesus tells us in Matthew 7, verses 24 through 26. Let's turn to that. Once again, if you can't look it up, go to our blog and look at all these verses. Jesus Ministries Exhortation, and this is episode 6 on the podcast. Matthew 24. Listen to what Jesus said. It's very, very frightening. Jesus says, therefore, whosoever, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong verse. Matthew 21, verse 7 I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You better be sure that what you're doing is the will of God. Because in the day of the Lord, when the day of judgment comes, Jesus is going to tell many people, depart from me. I didn't tell you to do that. Well, these ministers that are writing to me, that are doing all these works and begging me for money, oh, I think many of them will be turned away in the day of the Lord. And every one of us have to check to be sure we're going in the will of God. Now, this is a major teaching that God has given me over a 40-year period of time with all types of examples. If you will listen to episode I think it's four, five, four and five both are on following God by the Spirit. Matthew, excuse me, Romans chapter 8 says, As many of you who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Are you led by the Spirit of God? How do you know? Well, I talk about that on these episodes. How you know it's the Spirit of God leading you. For the, your own flesh can lead you. And it sure sounds good to you, Devils can make it sound good to you, so they can lead you and then there's the spirit of God. you have to be able to judge this, and you can listen to those broadcasts. I think it's episode five, four, five, and six on following God by his spirit, so you can look that up. you can get it on our ex on our blog. Hear it on our blog and follow the scriptures on our blog that are written out for you. It is so powerful to do it that way. You need to see the scriptures in writing. The thing God has taught me to do is just turn on the recorder and speak what he brings to my mind. None of this was planned today. Turn it on. Well, it was a little plan because I knew the last episode I was going to speak to you about examples of following God. But even then, even if you know ahead of time you're going to speak on that subject, God orders it. You may not start out writing exactly what you plan to write. You'll hear from the Holy Spirit something else. And many times I've changed writing because of that. If I'm led by the Spirit of God, it will help you. So after I turn the recorder off, I sit here and listen to the podcast and I write down each scripture in the order in which it was given to me for the recording. I can't write it down ahead of time because I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how the Holy Spirit will take me until I'm talking or writing. So I write down these scriptures after I turn this recorder off so that you can have the exact scripture in the exact order in which I spoke it. It is so powerful. I've never seen a more powerful teaching tool. Of course, all understanding has to come from God. I cannot give you understanding. I can only share with you the things God has taught me. But you better be sure, whatever your plan is, that it is God who led you that way. Let's just read this one more time in closing. Matthew 7, verse 21. Jesus says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Jesus is saying that was your own idea. That wasn't me leading you. Depart from me then it's too late to do anything about it. So while there's still time, you need to learn to analyze which ideas are from God and go in those ways. If you take it a step further, in Matthew 7, verse 24, Jesus says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock the rock are the sayings that God has given you showing you what to do for me it was radio broadcast in 1980 for me it was doing podcasts right now writing books doing the blog those are my assignments you must not copy my assignments you have to do your assignments which might be being a mother it might be being a wife it could be working at a job, but you have to go in your assignment. So Jesus says in Matthew twenty-four, verse twenty-four, seven twenty-four. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. I've had many disappointments in my experience of of radio broadcast, of writing, of the blog. I've had many disappointments. But every time that I was disappointed, I kept on writing because... Of that dream God gave me showing me to write a blog. And there's two scriptures that were very important to me to keep me going. They are both in Hebrews. One is in Hebrews 3 and the other in Hebrews 10. And one of them in Hebrews 3 says to exhort the church. Exhort the church. That's my job. I have a gift of exhortation to exhort the church, a spiritual gift of exhortation. I might be old, but the Holy Spirit in me is not. It's the same age as the Holy Spirit always is. Exhort the church. And then in Hebrews 10, it says, exhort the church and even more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Because the wickedness increases as we come closer to the return of Jesus. And I am speaking of the wickedness in the church groups. If you want to hear some truth, go to episode two, where I talk about sexual sins in the church. I have been propositioned more in the church than I ever was in the world, sexually, propositioned sexually by church members by an elder, a a deacon in a Baptist church, by a man in our own church who said he was a prophet. So don't be deceived. That wickedness is increasing in the church groups. Why? Because so much of the Bible has been removed from the church group because they want to be popular. They want to be popular to get more money, So they can have more people giving more money. They want to be popular because they're very competitive against other scriptures and other churches. They will say it's to get the word out. But when you look at what they are doing to be popular, how many churches have you attended where they tell you the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery? I've never attended one that said that. And yet, that's what Jesus said in Matthew five thirty-two. They don't mention that at all. I've never heard it mentioned. Why? Half of the people in the church group would get out, up and walk out. That's why. Just a couple of more things. I gave this example previously, but I'm going to give it again. I attended a museum dinner one time. And we had assigned seats at this uh, Texas Tech Museum dinner. I was seated next to the, a man who was wearing on his neck, around his neck, the biggest cross I have ever seen. He identified himself quickly as the former pastor of Indiana Street Baptist Church. And he said to me, Oh, we've got such a problem at the church. Well, actually, he said it to everybody at the table. We have such a problem at the church. We just can't get enough room to seat all the people who are coming to church. We've added on to the church, and they still can't seat all the people. We added on to it again, and we still can't seat all the people. I said to him, well, if you would speak what Jesus said, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, about one half of your congregation will get up and leave, and you won't have any trouble seating them. And his mouth fell open, and I fled. I just got up. We hadn't even had the meal. I got up and left the table and departed. I'm not sitting next to a man like that. Well, you're going to see and hear some things on these broadcasts that you might not have heard before, but they're true. They're true. And I'm going to back everything up with Scripture. So whatever I say to you, you're going to have Scripture to back it up. This is Joan Boney speaking, and I urge you again to go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Click on Podcast, which is on the right-hand side of the page, home page. It will bring up all the podcasts which I've recorded, Every one of these podcasts have every scripture that I have spoken for that podcast printed out for you. So you can copy these scriptures for yourself and look upon them and think upon them day and night and move in the way of God. For this is the way of God for us, the church. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you.